So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life, their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we're, we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, Okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This 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 is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So, folks, again, culturelife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right? Thank you. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Talk, baby. 
shotgun in your mouth. I'm glad you brought your friends. They can watch it go down. I got mine too. So welcome to my house. Cause these are my people And this is my land And this is what we pray for And this is God's plan And if you ain't from here Then you won't understand This is my country And this is who I am to my house. So welcome to my house.
baby girl inside this house And right now she's sound asleep So it's probably best for the both of us If you just turn around and leave Cause if you come in this fucking house Then you too gonna go to sleep I promise you boy don't play with me I pray to God my soul to keep Especially this day and age Gotta handle shit our own way With a 30-30 or 12 gauge Behind this door your hell awaits My old lady she rides too Picking up every shell case Mopping up these blood stains But she ain't seen a damn thing Most of my people are convicts Hard headed, no nonsense So please approach with caution You never know who's watching You never know what's on the other side of that front door And you knocking Might step out like Motherfuckers get the dropping All the neighbors heard was the dogs barking The sun was down, it was getting dark And I told the sheriff it ain't no problems Man, I was just taking out the garbage So if you don't mind, please excuse me I'm with the family trying to watch a movie I'm sure you got better things to do So I'll let you go and get back to do it To my house, welcome to my house. Cause these are my people, and this is my land. And this is what we pray for, and this is God's plan. And if you ain't from here, then you won't understand. This is my country. To my house. And welcome back, fuckers. I know it's a little blurry, but give us a second. It's coming back. It's coming back. There it is. Uh, there, give it one second. Maybe. Uh, uh, What's wrong with this? Thing? I have no idea. Okay. It just uh, all of a sudden decided to get all blurry on me. Yeah. I'm trying to fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. Okay. There, there it is. Go. All right. So <laughs> we're back. Uh, we've got Patriots for America today. Sam Hall is with us today as a special guest. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. Hey, Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And you are listening to the Patriot Party podcast. And we are back today and we have Sam Hall with us and, uh, from, he, yeah, Patriots for America. Correct. And he is, uh, currently in an undisclosed location, which is really interesting. I yes. can't wait to hear what exactly he's doing there because I got a feeling he's got something to do with a lot of good stuff. So either way, without any further ado, Sam, welcome to the Patriot party podcast. And we love having you on. And, uh, it is great to hear that you're Doing something that uh, sounds just uh, right up my alley. Something I probably enjoy doing. Boots on the ground fighting the real fight. Yeah. So, uh, well, we do quite a bit. You know, when, the biggest thing we're known for is, is helping children. Uh, you know, helping facilitate the rescue of uh, children from sex trafficking. Um, a lot of it, uh, what we've been doing last, well, since early October, we've been on the border. Uh, helping with uh, the sheriffs and the, the crisis there. And so kind of two wings of the same bird. You still see a lot of human smuggling, uh, drug trafficking, et cetera. But uh, a lot of the kids are involved. Uh, they're being hurt. A lot of cartel and coyotes that just have no 
no value for human life. And so, uh, but right now, yeah, I'm an undisclosed location. Uh, we've been building a case on a, a particular facility uh, that's been trafficking uh, little boys. We've been building this case for about 15 months. And so now I'm undisclosed in this location. Uh, I've been undercover since uh, the 27th, and I'll be glad to be getting back home soon. So what started you down this road? I mean, what, what puts you in the uh, position you're in now? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I guess it was about 22 years ago uh, when I was in Uganda and Kenya, Africa. Uh, there was a big human smuggling uh, operation there. There was a lot of war going on in southern Sudan uh, that was uh, driving that, that human trafficking into, you know, the northern part of Uganda. Uh, but you would see the trickle-down effect of it in uh, southern Uganda, uh, Busia, uh, Kampala, Musaka, yep. Jinja, those areas. And so... You know, seeing that as a very young man, uh, just out of high school and in college, you know, that really made it an impression on me. Uh, fast forward, you know, I started Patriots for America Militia. And uh, we started off in community defense. Uh, we got into the child rescue space some some years ago, and and, uh, and now we're on the border. So, you know, that's about the 10,000-foot view I can give you. What, what were you doing in Uganda, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, we were doing missionary work. Uh, I attended a Bible college called Christ for the Nations Institute here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and in Dallas, uh, you know, they've been around since the 1950s, you know, but uh, they're the ones that gave me the opportunity to, to go overseas and, and uh, get college credit to do missions work. And I jumped at that chance. And so uh, as God would have it, I was supposed to go to China, uh, studied Mandarin for a whole year, and then at the last minute got put on an Africa team. <laughs> So, uh, well, you know, it, it, it happens. It happens for a reason. So uh, I'm glad it did because that's uh, kind of what led me down this path. And, yeah, no, it, that that's really funny because uh, that's kind of where I started. I started out uh, uh, in the military. I was speaking Russian. And next thing you know, I ended up in uh, Ethiopia of all places. And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know anything. Um, <laughs> I can't even speak the language. Don't know anything about the customs, but it was crazy because you, you go overseas and it's so easy to adapt. It's, it's really quick. Once you figure out what's most important customs and courtesies go miles over there where here it's, it's, it's hit and miss. You go to Texas and you don't take your hat off when you go into a location, you get something thrown at you. Um, you, you go in Georgia here, you don't take your hat off and everybody just expects it. It's like, eh, eh, whatever. It's kind of the normal thing. It's been crazy. But, uh, so you're down there now. Uh, how long have you been doing the, uh, with, with the kids that you, how many kids do you think estimate? I mean, just give me a ballpark that you think you've saved. Oh gosh, that's hard to give. <clears throat> that's hard to do. Um, you know, for example, one facility uh, here where we're at right now that we're, we're working on, uh, I mean, they have dozens uh, of children. Uh, and that's just that. And we were undercover uh, in a really terrible place two nights ago. Um, and we got intel that they were trafficking 12 to 14-year-old little girls. And so we handed that information over to our uh, contact here in Mexico, uh, where I'm at right now. And... You know, I mean, who knows how many kids are actually in that location? So it, it would be it'd be really tough to put a number on that. Um, so I, I apologize. I can't really do that. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I was just saying overall, I mean, like how many has your organi organization, you know, saved? How many kids have they pulled out of the human trafficking ring? I mean, like overall uh, in your total years of doing it. 
uh, dozens, I guess it would be a good number. It wouldn't be hundreds. I wouldn't, I don't think hundreds would be a good, a good accurate number, but you know, dozens, you know, a hundred, you know, I don't know, somewhere around there. And what be, do you like I say, it's kind of hard to estimate it because, you know, when we take down a, let's say a ring, yeah. uh, like we're trying to do now, I mean, that could, that could include, you know, 75, 65 kids. Uh, you know, when you're going into a location like the, the one that we were in the other night undercover, you know, that location, I wasn't, I mean, we were undercover, but the actual locations in a separate place, uh, we don't know exactly how many kids are in there, but we know that they're going to raid it here soon. So, uh, and then we help okay. facilitate that. So again, it's real tough to, to quantify that. You're just somebody, you're like a witness essentially coming back to the police saying, Hey, look, this is what I saw. This is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And giving the example of them and then letting them take it down. So obviously you don't get any of the details from it. That's a, what, what happens to the kids after they're saved? You know? Well, it depends. So if they're minors, uh, you know, by law in the United States, you know, we're not supposed to know uh, what happens. They can't discuss the details of the case. Uh, but, you know, essentially what they do is they run their face through a facial recognition database with the Center uh, of Missing Children. Um, you know, if they have a number, then that facial recognition will come up. They try to get them back with their parents, depending on the story of the child. If they were some some of these kids are trafficked by their parents or by a family member. And so they'll talk to them and, and see if that's a good place for them to be. If not, uh, then unfortunately, if there's not enough beds, which there aren't, uh, there's less than 200 beds now just in the state of Texas. Uh, and that's 200 beds. I want, I want to let me let me quantify that for you. Just in Dallas, Texas, just in Dallas, not surrounding mm -hmm. suburbs, just Dallas, you know, each night. And this is, by the way pre-Biden administration, you know, over 400 underage girls, just girls, are trafficked each and every night. So to have less than 200 beds in the state of Texas, the whole state, well, you can understand the infrastructure is just not there to support that. So what happens is they end up going over to the state. Yep. The percentage uh, of that is about 87%. So about 87% of kids that go, that were trafficked, that go into state custody, end up being trafficked again. And so yeah. it's a uh, it's just a tragedy that that is that really is when when you uh you said that right now it, you're at a obviously a location you can't tell us about but you were down there and in this location you have these kids uh obviously being trapped do you know where they're coming from do you know about where in the world they're coming from primarily or are they are they all of hispanic descent or are they from everywhere no, they're from everywhere, but I would say uh, at least where we're at right now, the majority is going to be uh, Hispanic descent, yes, uh, South American. Okay. So what's going on on the border? I know you're uh, you're up close and personal there, too. So um, can can you tell us a little bit about what's been going on there? Well, yeah, it's a, it's just a mess. Uh, there's, you know, talk about, we just got done talking about infrastructure, right? So, you know, you have thousands uh, of illegals coming across each and every day. Uh, there's a surge right now going on in Eagle Pass. Our team was just there. And so the Eagle Pass uh, surge is, is uh, I mean, I could send you pictures when this is all over with. It's terrible. But that's just Eagle Pass. That's just Maverick County. You have Del Rio, which is Valverde County. You have Kenny County. Uh, you know, there's been, I think, 2,300 arrests just in Kenny County. That's in a county that there's you know less than 2,300 people that actually live there in that sense, uh, April of last year. So I mean, you can imagine, you can imagine that there's no infrastructure to handle this all throughout the counties, much less in one county. 
and uh, the Mexican government are only allowing 30 deportations, uh, you know, per day. So, you know, when you have thousands coming across, only 30 can go back. You can imagine how that adds up pretty quick. And again, the infrastructure is non-existent to, to be able to handle that. So uh, a lot of it's catch and release and, you know, getting, uh, getting these people, you know, say la vie, welcome to uh, America. And I, did you see or hear anything of the uh, Border Patrol chief with his people the other day? Uh, did you hear that uh, whole bit with the, the guy that had the cell phone? He recorded the whole thing when they, the, the Border Patrol Mayorkas? agents. Yeah, no, uh, it wasn't Mayorkas. It was the Border Patrol chief. And uh, he was, they were asking him, they were like, hey, did you, are you, we're not, we're not even allowed to do our job. And he was just like, well, why are you getting hung up in the politics of all of this? Uh, because that's our job. It is the politics. I, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the people in Texas are thinking for a second, man, this is, this is a good thing for us. No, not at all. You know, <clears throat> you know, I, I applaud that uh, border patrolman uh, for standing up. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to him as a result, but at least he said something. At least he stood for something. You know, uh, Border Patrol is super frustrated. Sheriffs are super frustrated. Uh, DPS uh, is frustrated as well. But DPS has uh, up until literally three days ago has been against us, believe it or not. Uh, Victor Escalone, uh, which is the RGV uh, regional director, you know, ordered his men not to help us in any way. Uh, and then I got a call literally from Captain uh, Betancourt. This was just three days ago. So we've been there since early October. So about 120 days later, I get a call. And uh, now they're saying that they want to work with us, that we can call them uh, anytime. He gave me his personal cell phone number. So they're changing their protocol uh, to both assist and help us in the mission that they have as well. So now we can all you know, try to work on the same team. So that's great news. Well, the other good news is now they have National Guard in Kenny County. Uh, whereas before, when we first got there, and I called Abbott out in multiple interviews for this, uh, he put, you know, National Guard on either side on Valverde and, and Maverick County, but he abandoned Kenny County. Uh, I called him out on, on Fox News. I'm sorry, not Fox News. Uh, I called Biden out on Fox News. I called him a socialist, Marxist, communist on national live television. <laughs> I thought you. they were going to cut my mic. Uh, uh, do you but, have anything more to add to that? I mean, you can continue yeah, here. Our audience all loves the adjectives to hear, you want. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was being interviewed by Katie Pavlich and, uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm live. It's national television. You know, if they cut my mic, they cut my mic. But, yeah, I call them all uh, Marxist, communist, socialist and you name it. Well, I just let them have it. So uh, but anyway, it was uh, I think it was. Oh, it might have been the L.A. Times. I forget which one. But I mean, I call Abbott out and I call anybody out that's abandoning uh, the American people in Texas. You know, they were elected for a reason. You know, they work for us. We don't work for them. And if they're going to work for us, then they need to work for us. You know, don't abandon a county just because it doesn't have enough voter base to get you reelected, Abbott. That ain't right. So uh, so it was about our fourth or fifth rotation. We come down. And sure enough, along 277, there's about 15 National Guard Humvees uh, right there. And that 277 is the biggest. It's the first corridor you come to after the Rio Grande uh, River. So. Uh, that was very encouraging to see. So we're making headway. We're making a difference. We're making a positive impact. It's just persistence and time, uh, commitment, and that's what PFA is. And so we're going to continue to do that good work. Sorry about that, but we got some wicked storms up here right now. Yeah, it's nasty. It's all right. And so, our man, internet, that took a yeah. dump. <laughs> yeah. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Like, all right, so let me restart this. Real. And our kids have their own internet. Oh, so. Shit. 
So they were like, they're like, oh, our internet's fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's because they're on wired internet. <laughs> All right. So. All right. But where were we? That is the question. Uh, okay. We were talking about the border. The border. Yes. yes. What's going on at the border? Um, and you were saying that the, uh, everyone's frustrated. No one can do their jobs. Um, it's, it, it's a mess. And Abbott was not giving, right. but he sent the National Guard to McKinney. So the National Guard's there now. Um, is mm -hmm. it a difference? Oh, well, I guess you could, you know, is it different? No. Uh, you still have a surge. You still have the same problems that you're going to have anywhere, uh, even with National Guard. But the fact that there are presence, uh, well, that makes a difference. You know, that helps. Uh, but the, the, the issue, hold on. I think I just lost connection. All right. I'm back. Okay. Uh, the issue is, is still the, the same. The Biden administration is still engineering a crisis that, that nobody can handle. And he knows that. And, and that administration knows that. And so, you know, right now we're just trying to hold on and, and try to weather this storm, hopefully until, uh, we can get to the next uh, election and, and then get him out of there because this is not going to stop. You know, we have three years left of this. This is just and we've already come so far down this rabbit hole just in the last year that he's been president. So it's it's uh, I don't know where we're going to be at in three years. It's kind of scary to think about. Do you know what the estimates are currently of the people that have crossed the border like right now, like roughly where they're at? I mean, how many people have crossed the border in the last year? Oh, my God. I mean, tens of thousands, tens yeah, of thousands. Like the number I heard the other day, I was just like, nah, I don't think so. But they, the, the administration wants to push, oh, well, there's only been about 25,000 or what would they say last year? They said uh, 63,000 people have crossed the border illegally in, in the United one States. month. I, I was like, that's what I said yeah. in one month, maybe. I was like, uh, closer, let's up that to about 210,000 is what my closer estimate is for one year's worth. So if you multiply that by four total years, I mean, you're looking at a little over. I'd say it's more uh, than that because your friends were telling us that. Well, yeah, there was more people going only, underground. Yeah, 20% tw were, 20% of what's come across the border were actually apprehended. So, you know, you take the number that's been apprehended and you multiply it you know, eightfold. And that's what you actually get. Um, it's, it's just crazy. Like I can't win with this. Yeah, camera I don't, tonight. I don't know what's going this, on tonight. We, this camera is pissing me off. You know what? We didn't, we didn't pray before the broadcast cause we jumped right in. Yeah, we did. That gets us every time. That gets us every yeah. time. <laughs> we always have to pray before the broadcast or stuff goes wrong. Hey, man. Every time. Nobody <laughs> Look at that. See, look what? at that. See, <laughs> you make the sign of the cross. It works like a champ. <laughs> Uh, well, for it a did. second, for so a second, lean back in your chair. Um, so, jeez, uh, oh, quit moving your head. Okay, so Sam, I know you said that you you work with a team. How many people are on your team? Uh, it depends on the rotation. Uh, we never give out an exact number of how many guys that and okay. women uh, that we have operating with us, but you know we do have uh, all the men and, and women that we need for that uh, for the border operation. Uh, as far as how many you know people are in PFA. Uh, well, in Texas, we have just over 1,800 members, uh, and then we have our Colorado chapter and our Missouri chapter, so we're trying to open up our Arizona chapter, so I just got done. Uh, I was in Phoenix for the Reawaken America conference there in Phoenix, and, uh, and to have a couple meetings with some militia leadership there uh, to hopefully get the uh, chapter up and going in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona, so uh, I spoke with uh, Chris over in Colorado 
uh, he's, you know, heads up, uh, you know, some of the three percenters nationally. And so he works a lot on the border in Arizona. And so, you know, we're trying to put that together, but again, there's a lot of moving parts. It just takes time to do it right. And, you know, we don't want to rush anything and do it the wrong way. So we'll get there. Uh, so you, you said you were in Arizona. Um, did you notice anything weird in Arizona at the event? Oh, uh, at the reawaken American conference. Yes, sir. Uh, define weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe something that wasn't said that you probably thought would have been shouted from the rooftop and the we, rafters. We, uh, we've been the last few podcasts we've been, um, digging into the, the censorship that was going on amongst our own at that conference. Yes. It was, uh, it was a little disturbing. So, cause you know, where we, we play, we live our life by the tagline, no fear, no filter. We, we pretty much Amen. say what we want. You know, if you don't like it, that's, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Just the way it is. <laughs> so when we heard that some of our own were, were censoring what was being said in Phoenix, that was little disheartening. Yeah. That was, that was very disturbing to us. And, and um, so anyway, we, we were asking, uh, we had asked some of the other speakers about it. It was just, a, it was, I don't know if you spoke there, but weird. it was, it was um, very odd that we've, what we've heard, we, what we've uncovered yeah. just in uh, stuff that quite honestly, with what you're doing, I could care less whether you know about it or not, because what you're doing <laughs> is way more, so important. more important than all that. It, that's just, I mean, that's just petty bullshit in so, comparison. So, right. You, yeah. you well, didn't, to answer your question, I, I don't, you know, as far as, you know, what wasn't said, you know, Trump having a rally the, the same day uh, as the last day of the Reawaken America conference, I kind of thought that was a uh, possibly a scheduling mishap. I, I'm not sure exactly how that happened. But, uh, you know, regardless, it, it was, you know, I, I think it was uh, a good conference. I think it was a little bit uh, the one in Dallas that I attended. I think that I met you at. Uh, yep. I think that was uh, bigger, had you know more of an excitement feel to it. Uh, the one in Phoenix, not so much, but nevertheless, you know, it was still a good conference. I enjoyed it, and I uh, look forward to the next one. So, okay, yeah. doke. Well, the, no, I mean it's nothing. It's got nothing to do with you. I, I'm telling you right now, it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> when I'm because I'm sorry, what you're doing and what your group is doing down on the border, especially concerning kids. Because I'm sorry, I I'm guessing that you never wrapped your head around what Q said or any of that. I, you didn't get down the Q rabbit hole at all. You know, I guess my my opinion on Q is that I, I'm I'm on the fence. You know, yes, I did go, you know, somewhat down that rabbit hole. Uh, however, you know, it also the whole trust the plan, right? Trust the plan, trust the plan, trust the plan. Uh, it, it almost seemed like a psyop warfare. Uh, and I, again, I'm going off of, uh, you know, just off the cuff on that. But, you know, you know, trust the plan, trust the plan kind of seemed to pacify a lot of people to sit back and do nothing. Uh, and trust the plan, right? Well, wh where did the plan go? You know, what happened to the plan? You know, a lot of people sat around waiting for the plan to happen. Well, where did that go? You know, he ended up getting inaugurated. Nothing ended up happening that, you know, everybody thought was going to happen. Uh, and I think that where Q lost me was in that, I don't know, maybe the fourth or so episode. You know, we start talking about time travel and JFK coming back and all the stuff and stuff. You know, if you believe that, hey, no problem. You, you know, listen, I don't care what you believe. If, if you want to believe in that, you believe in that. But I think that uh, when they talked about the elite worldwide pedophile ring, well, that's absolutely true. I mean, obviously, uh, Epstein brought a lot of light to that uh, with, uh, you know, Prince, um, Prince Andrew. Edward. Andrew. 
Andrew, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. uh, I'm sorry, Prince Andrew, and you know, all the way up to the royal family. You got you know celebrities on Epstein's flight logs. You got you know powerful political figures on there as well. You had and Donald so, Trump and, on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, I don't know if Trump was on there. Yeah, I know that oh, he was friends with Epstein up until 2002, and then Epstein ended up. He flew Go twice. Ahead. He flew twice, but not to on, the island. Uh, not uh, not to on the Lolita no. Express going to the island, but he flew twice on Epstein's plane. Which okay, but not to he, the island. He okay. admits he admits he did fly twice uh, after Epstein was down in Mar-a-Lago. I think the third time that Epstein was in Mar-a-Lago, and I guess Trump booted him. Trump got a complaint from one of his staff that said that right. Epstein was like trying to grope her or some crap like that, and after that. Out, yeah. out you go. And there's yeah. no more contact between Epstein and Trump. So as far as I'm concerned, Trump did the right thing. Uh, Trump didn't know the guy. And at the time, he went with it as he saw fit. And then at the time, he you know did what he had to do. Uh, I don't harbor. I think Trump was fine in that but aspect. But the, the whole you know child trafficking, um, they don't call it that, but that's what it is amongst the elites. It's so prevalent in that community. I mean, they they all know about it. You know, they all know about yeah. it. No one says anything. And I, you have to know that Trump knew about it um, growing up in, in, in that world. Maybe that's why he worked so hard to fight against it when he got into office, because he, he did do more than any other president. Uh, Especially and, concerning to it. To try and combat child sex trafficking. But he unfortunately, he more than tripled the budget. He yeah. more than tripled the budget. He did more than any of his predecessors did. Uh, combined. And so, I mean, yeah, he, he did quite a bit for, for that space. And uh, I admire and honor that, you know, as a, as a president that he did that, you know, so now you have uh, literally the polar opposite uh, in this, you know, what I'm going to say, and I'll just say like it is, like you say, you know, what, what, what's your tagline? Uh, no filter, no fear, you know, no, filter. No, no fear, no filter, no fear, no filter. Well, here's, here's no filter for you. I think Joe Biden is a fraudulent piece of shit. And so I don't think that he's a president at all. I think he's a puppet. I think he stole the election. That's what I believe. Um, and so and I believe there's plenty of evidence to show that uh, whether the mainstream wants to talk about that or not, that's up to them. But that's just my opinion. And so that being said, you know, this this fraud in office right now in D.C., he's not just perpetuating a, a terrible, horrible crisis on the border. That's getting, by the way, a lot of children hurt and killed on both sides. You know, he. <laughs> You know, it doesn't take too many YouTube searches to kind of think that this guy is really creepy. OK, you know, sniffing children's hair and, and how he treats and gropes them. I mean, my God, I mean, if, if you don't think Biden's not a pedophile, then I don't know. You know, in my opinion, I don't think he you know, I don't know what to say about that. That asshole. He's he's not all there. You know, his his head is not there. Uh, I don't know how he's running a, a, a damn anything, much less the country. And so that's just that's how I feel about it. Well, he's he's not. I mean, he, Obama's sitting in his basement, you know, for his third term or or uh, Ron Klain is doing his best to mess things up or uh, what I've heard. Susan Rice may maybe everybody to be in charge. Yeah. At, you know, too many chiefs. Not um, enough. Indians. And no one's actually doing anything. So they're they have they have committees on nothing. It's like the trauma that uh, just came out about what happened in Afghanistan. Yeah. In Kabul. So, yep. um, you know, where that they had they canceled Trump's plan to get out of Afghanistan. And then they they didn't come up with any plan because they were more concerned about optics than actually saving lives. Um, yep. You know, sometimes you have to do the hard thing 
if it's the right thing, a lot of times the right thing is the hard thing. You, you got to do it and not be concerned about what people say or what people think, because if you don't do anything, then that then people are really going to come after you. Um, right. It's you know, it's so it's so sad these days and not really a change of topic kind of on the whole thing. You know, I, I read um, Ashley Biden's diary when she talked about having showers with her father. That's just disgusting. Um, saying that she thinks she was molested. I, there's no doubt in my mind that that Joe Biden's a pedophile um, mm -hmm. and that he's been raping kids for years. If you look at his own son, you know, they said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's absolutely true. Kids learn from their parents. And if they see their parents, you know, doing things like that, then they think it's right. And even if as they get older, they've come to find out it's not right. It's still in them. They're they're still going to do it. They're they're more prone to it. Um, that's, I, I don't know. That's just what I see. And, and Hollywood is just as bad. I watched movies these days and, you know, any movie, any show on Netflix and you see any young, pretty girl. And, and all I can think is, man, I wonder if she got raped, you know, on this set, or maybe it was the last one she was on. Uh, it's, right. you can't, you can't, you can't even watch things anymore. Cause once you know, once, once your eyes are open, once you're awake, there's, there's no pulling that wool back down over your eyes. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's, once you once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, so but just waking people up, you know, it's amazing. It's it, you know, I, I was talking I was having a conversation about this with uh, one of my captains uh, the other day. I said, I think it's a spiritual blindness is what it is, because there's no way that this can be right in front of you. I mean, right in front of you. It's not hard to find. I mean, he, he, whether you watch the news, don't watch the news, keep up, not keep up. It's still in front of you. Uh, there's no way that you can't see it unless you're just spiritually blind to it. Yeah. You know, it's like giving uh, facts to liberals. You know, you can give them all the facts you want; they're still going to believe the narrative that they choose to believe, regardless of facts. And so, uh, again, that's a spiritual blindness. And so, I believe that this nation has a uh, a real dark spiritual blindness uh, to what's actually going on in these children uh, that are being trafficked and by the most powerful of elites. And so, you know, right now, you know, we choose to stand. We choose to stand on the wall for these kids, for our, our state, for our country. And, uh, you know, we've adopted the methodology of thought that we're not going to check out of here a single second before God wrote that into our destiny. And so we're going to keep fighting the fight. You know, we're going to keep going and, and doing what we do. And uh, and we're not going to be afraid and we're not going to have fear. Uh, we're going to be courageous. We're going to act in courage. Not that courage is, you know, uh, acting in the absence of fear. Courage is acting in the face of fear. It doesn't yep. mean that you don't have it. It means you act regardless in faith, taking the step, knowing that, hey, you're going to be in that fiery furnace. You're going to be in that lion's den. You're going to be in bad places. I'm in a bad place right now, but uh, God's going to be with you. You're going to be just fine. What, um, where are the kids? I, I'm, I don't know if you can disclose this or not, but if you can't just say so, where are the kids headed that you're currently trying to save? Just give us an idea. Uh, I mean, generally, are they coming to the U S are they going, uh, I mean, I'm just curious because I'm wondering which side you're, you're going after the side that's leaving the U S or coming back into the U S. Yeah. Which way are the kids getting traffic? Are they going North or South? Yeah. A lot of them go South. Yeah, they they get taken from the U.S. in in into Mexico and trafficked, and so that's how that works. Generally speaking, uh, they don't typically go north, not typically. But again, you still have a you have it going both ways, just like you have drugs and, and money going both ways. You got drugs going out, you got people coming in, 
Uh, but the people coming in are just used and abused. And you know, like I said, Josh, I sent you some some trafficking <clears throat> stats. You know, now that's in the United States. Uh, you know, but it's also globally as well. You know, it's 155 billion dollar a year industry, and Jeez. you know, a, a child's taken every 30 seconds. You know, the average time that a, a child is trafficked is about seven years, and the average time that they're raped, assaulted. Uh, it's about 6,000 times uh, over that seven years. And that's if they survive. And so um, in the average age is about 12 years old, 12, 13 years old. So it's a, uh, it's an evil, it's an absolute, uh, just it's an evil. That's unspeakable what they do. Uh, they are soulless. They don't care. Uh, and they're demonically possessed. In my opinion, I don't think you can do what they do to anybody, much less children, and not be demonically possessed. It's an evil that you, a regular human wouldn't be able to to do uh, unless they were under some kind of demonic influence. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that because it's it's just Un unspeakable. So absolutely. But you have to talk about it because you, you don't realize that America is so like you said a second ago, we're, we're, whether we're spiritually blind or whether we've just got the blinders on, we just don't want to see it. America has to hear about this because the only way that we're going to change anything in this country for real, where people are going to actually hear this is by, for instance, what you've said, um, People didn't want to hear about child trafficking before until Q brought it up. Q brought up uh, ping pong, you know, comet, Com ping, comet, ping, comet, comet pizza, ping, ping pong pizza, mm -hmm. pizza game. Uh, until yeah. all of that was brought up, nobody really looked into child trafficking. Well, he brought it up and everybody started looking into it going, oh, wow, look at this. Uh, yeah, there might be something to this. And now people are starting to wake up to realize that. There, there really is something to this. And there's something mm -hmm. that Q said, post number two, hasn't changed since that day. It's always been about the kids. It always will be about the kids. It was never about anything else. And he started it out with that. And people don't realize that's what it's always been about. Yes, he brought, he exposed a lot more than just the kids, but people never listen to this. You know, 60 Minutes goes on there and they have to edit it for TV. Uh, we don't have to edit for TV because quite honestly, if we, if you don't want us on our platform for what we say, then by God, you're not going to let us on there for the topics we talk about. And we don't give a shit because we're going to talk about them anyway. And I so, hate editing. Just having to put the two halves of this interview together is really going to be three halves, but <laughs> long story short, this is, if America does not hear this though, you, that is, I, I implore you, if there's one thing you do. Uh, get your voice out there, go out and talk about the shit that happens, the stats that you're talking about. Yeah, it's disgusting. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to hear that. But the only way that we change any focus in America, change any part of America is by explaining that this is what happens. Like for instance, my favorite is people who tell me, well, we've got to go burn the whole, whole thing down. We've got to burn the country down. Okay. The great. Do you know what war on the street looks like? No, I've fought in war on the street. I have fought house to house. I have fought building to building. I have fought where we take one room. We lost four people just taking one room. That to me is stuff that America doesn't want to see. That's why we go fight elsewhere. Now we learned way back during the revolution and the civil war that, Hey, you, you don't want that shit here. But now we've got to show people that like, look, this is what we have to do to defend ourselves. I think the same thing is true in your case in what you're exposing. And 
if there, if you guys do anything, I implore you to keep talking about it. Do like a project Veritas type thing where undercover cameras, I don't know if you can get away with it where you're you at. Um, yeah, I mean, no, we I, do. Would, I, I would hope that you would expose those videotapes so America can see this crap going on. Because if there's one thing I've learned about the American people is unless they see it, unless they can tangibly hold it and see the video, unless their kids are taken, they don't give a shit about it. And the biggest thing I, I don't care who you are. You care about kids. I care about kids. They're not even my kids. And you're talking to me and I'm disgusted by it. Uh, but the only reason I'm asking about it is because I give a shit. And the only reason you're down there is because you give a shit. So my point is this, is if America sees it, I guarantee a lot more people would give a shit. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. I would hope. How many people well, are lining their kids up to get, you know, jabbed with the with poison at this point? So I... Mm, I, I think that number is dwindling quickly. I hope so. Um, but yeah. either way. <laughs> so too. <laughs> so either way, I pray for your safe return. I pray for all your guys' safe endeavors, whatever you're doing down there. Uh, keep it up. Don't stop. Uh, believe it or not, there are Americans that do give a shit. We're behind you. We support you. Amen. Where can people go support you if they want to support you? I.e., do you? I knew I knew you have a website. We put the uh, banner up there at the beginning of the video. That uh, you go to PFA. Um, it is Patriots, Patriots for, for America, America Militia dot com. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a donation tab in there? Yeah, there is, uh, and that'll go to our gifts and go. Uh, we are an FBO, so we're a faith based organization, and so. Uh, you know, we we believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, we believe in putting God at the center of everything, and and we don't take any credit for any wins or success that we have. We we constantly deflect any credit, uh, you know, to who it belongs to, which is which is God and Jesus Christ. And so, uh, because uh, we are an FBO, any donations are tax deductible. And so, uh, if you give to the Give Send Go that we have, uh, you you know, you can ask for a, a tax deductible form. Uh, we can send that to you. And so. Uh, but yeah, you know, we, you know, we're a militia, but we're also very much a ministry. You know, we try our very, very best to be the hands and feet of Christ wherever we go, whether we're on the southern border, uh, whether we're helping to facilitate the rescue of children uh, or whether we're just defending communities. You know, we, we very multifaceted militia, but we do have the right message, the right mission and definitely the right mindset. Uh, we're not here to hurt anybody. We're not here to start a fight or pick a fight. Uh, we're here to make a difference, but we're here to do it in a God-centered way. But make no mistake, Jesus Christ himself flipped over tables and beat the shit out of some people. So let me tell you, we'll get dirty if we need to, okay? <laughs> so yeah. I have no problem, uh, you know, getting tussled with uh, with pedophiles if I need to do that to save these babies. So we'll, uh, this is a hill we're willing to die on, and if we have to die on it, we will. We're, we're happy to give our lives for this. We believe it's worth it. You know, interesting, you, you brought that up about Jesus flipping the tables. I, I just, um, something clicked the other day. Someone made a comment about that, that those tables were, were slate, like they were, you know, heavy stone tables. They weighed uh, 10,000 pounds each, something like that. They were permanent fixtures of the temple. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that they're they were really really heavy, and him flipping the tables that that strength was was purely from God, and one of his first miracles um, was flipping the tables. So you know that that just yeah, 
I've never heard that. I've never heard wow. that. I was in yeah. Bible college, but you know, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, you know, if they were, Hey, y'all more power from... to you. So, or more power to him. <laughs> so, I think I, I think, you know, I think I heard it on what's up prof, which is, um, uh, a, a professor and a Seventh Day Adventist that get together and talk about how uh, how what's going on right now is is a reflection of the Bible, basically how we're in the end times. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's it's a very interesting show actually. Um, but I uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I I always come up with weird and interesting. <laughs> I always surprise my husband with the things that I watch. <laughs> weird and interesting. Very weird and interesting. Considering maybe. I'm the more holy one than she is. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not so much. <laughs> Depends on the day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and you know, I, I love to hear that you guys are, are a faith-based organization and, and really centered in, in God and Christ, because I think too many people hear militia and they they don't understand that they automatically think military. Yeah, I mean uh, that you know God and guns are not mutually exclusive, right? Um, well, you know Jesus himself told uh, his disciples to sell their cloak and buy a sword. So, you know, uh, I don't believe that you know turn the other cheek always means you got to you know be abused or you know just accept tyranny. Uh, I don't believe that at all. Uh, I believe that you know we've we've been blessed to be a nation. That was started and and founded with militias, <laughs> with militias that believed in God, believed in Jesus Christ, and 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 came from a tyrannical government, uh, which is why they were so genius in the wording of our Constitution of the United States. Uh, that's why they, the Democrats have been trying to remove God from our Constitution because if they can take away that word, if they can take God out of our Constitution. Well, then those rights are no longer inalienable rights, right? Those rights are now man-given rights. And if man gave them to you, man can take them away. But our Constitution is very clear. God gave us those rights, and they're inalienable. They can't be taken away by anybody but God because God gave them to us. So if the Democrats can remove that word from our Constitution, which they're trying so desperately hard to do, they can change, well, everything. And that's why we got to make sure we keep God the center. Uh, in that constitution because they've already removed from our courtrooms. They're already removing the commandments from the, 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 in statues and anything that has anything to do with God from every place they can. The one place they're struggling with it is our constitution. We got to make sure that we keep God in that constitution. Well, you're right. You know, and, and you're, you're in the right place because it starts with the children. Even, even there, it starts with the children, right? They've, they removed God from schools a, a very long time ago. Yep. Um, kids don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore because they're trying to remove pride in our country from schools mm-hmm. as well. They're destroying the right. nuclear family. And, and they yep. shut down churches, um, and which pissed me off more than anything and at the pastors, right? Because how can you call mm-hmm. yourself a man of God if you live in fear that that right. just never made any sense to me. Um, but at the same time, I, I just don't go to those churches because I like to go to church that's open um, with right. pastors that uh, that don't preach division. They actually preach love and unity. And uh, and love and, and unity, like you said, does not mean like turning the other cheek. It, it doesn't mean bowing down to tyranny. It means standing up for what you believe in because that's really what love and unity is, is we all need to stand together now to save our country uh, or we're not going to have a country anymore. So... Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words, Sam, before we let you go? I know we've uh, we've had some some crazy uh, issues. Yeah. With <laughs> technical difficulties here. 
Hey, you know, if there's one thing about uh, the border, it's uh, there's one word that one of my members came up with, and it's fluidity. Uh, he didn't invent that word, but uh, if there's any more appropriate word uh, for the border or the you know rescue operations we do, it's fluidity. Things change at the drop of a hat. Something about this uh, this place, uh, things happen. You know, just being undercover down here, literally every day, something has happened. I was supposed to be home two days ago, uh, mm-hmm. and now it's not. Look, I mean, it just seems like I'm I'm being. Every time I try to leave, they pull me back in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just something different. Uh, fluidity. So, you know, your your podcast uh, broadcast getting uh, getting interrupted. Well, that's just another example of fluidity. Oh, we we overcome, we adapt, and you know, we we get through it. Yeah, we're 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 very used to technical difficulties. We roll the punches. So. We really yeah. do. Yeah, we we definitely do. So, and hey, uh, speaking of fluidity, maybe you'll end up with a a, a convoy of semi trucks down there at the border. You know, you never know these days. Hey, so. don't tease me with a good time. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, hey, just bring it. What <laughs> what more can they do? I mean, those guys have already done tons. They're up. They're up at the Canadian border right now. Um, the U.S trucks a bunch of truckers are up at the canadian border and since they've uh they've banned unvaccinated people coming in from mexico as well except for the illegals right those don't have to be vaccinated just anyone that's that's legally coming into the country over the mexican border has to show their papers like we're in nazi germany but but anyway don't get me started on that <laughs> but uh, but yeah I, I have heard rumors that the trucks are that the convoy is going to go from California to DC might kick off at the Super Bowl potentially. They're talking about even blockading the Super Bowl, which would be hysterically funny um, since the NFL is gay and they actually came out years after I first said it. So, um, <laughs> she says that, not me. I mean, hey, whatever. listen, I don't they judge. If I was a woman, I would totally be a lesbian. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Hey, so real quick, just because I just had to look this up and I was just looking it up just to make sure I was right. And I was right. How many times has God mentioned the U.S. Constitution? Just, just. Gosh, don't give me lines. Man. Uh, just because I'm I gu- gu- I guarantee. I'm going to say. Go ahead. I'm going to say gu- 77 times. I don't know why that, that number seems, you know. I, I guarantee when seems- I say this, the two of you are going to go cross-eyed. 17. Nope. 200 okay. times. It is mentioned 200 times in the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, they're going to have trouble. Uh, they, they can't trim that much fat off of it. Yeah, there's a lot of fat yeah, you can trim off the Constitution, but 200 times, 200, 200 references to God or, or a higher power is okay. the two definitions that okay. they gave. 200 times. That, to me, is huge. That's a huge big number. Time. If you think about how big the constitution is, that's, that's a huge yeah. number. You can't do that. Cause, cause that's a little book that fits in my pocket and barely yeah. takes up any space. So 200 times in that Reference. little book, yep. there's hardly anything else in there. Yep. <laughs> hey, praise God. We need to, I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. I mean, when you come from a tyrannical government, but, like they came from, you know, you're going to engineer a constitution that, uh, that man can't take it away. They, they knew this was that this day was coming. They knew yeah. that government would overreach again. And so they engineered that constitution to protect us as best as they can, uh, no matter all the amendments and all the other stuff that they're trying to pull. But uh, regardless, getting God out of the constitution is going to be a, a big a hurdle feat. for them. Yes. Well, and I, well, the reason I brought this up is because of that, what you just said right there, because, <laughs> you know, there's one thing our forefathers, they were not stupid men. At the time, they were 
some of you people would argue modern day geniuses. Uh, and you look at what they did throughout their lives. They are modern day geniuses. But one of the big things I noticed about this whole thing, and one of the things that always, always catches me off guard when I think about it, and you, you got to kind of sit down and think about the constitution, think about the time frame, think about the world they were living in at that time. They sat back and they said, look, we've lived under a godless tyrant. They did. They lived under the King of England. King George was not considered one of those guys that you would think was God fearing, even though he said God a lot, what he did on the other side, you know, turn the, the other cheek, like what you were saying before meant, well, I, okay, I'll cut your other ear off despite your face. You know, I'll make it all even I cut off one. I'll cut the other one off while I'm at it. And he did that through taxes. He did that through everything else that he did. And these guys came from that. And they looked at our country and they said, if we were going to devise something, if we were going to do something so divine, if we were going to make something so great that everybody would want to be here, everybody would want to be a part of this. How do we do it? And one of their first things was religion. Well, God's got to stay. God's got to be first and foremost. They put it in the Constitution. They protected it in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. They started it out in the Declaration. Declaration, it's mentioned 17 times. In the Constitution, it's mentioned 200 times. So 17 to 200, that's a huge jump. And they protected it in the Constitution because the Declaration started it off. It's basically the preamble for the Constitution. Then you have the Constitution, and I'm talking the preamble and everything included in the Constitution. It's mentioned 200 times they knew what they were doing. Well, we're going to keep God right here and he'll be safe. He ain't going nowhere. And now they're Amen. trying to change the country from freedom of religion to freedom from religion. And, that, and that's what they're saying that is the reason fly. why they're going to pull God out of the constitution. Mm. We have to go back to that freedom from religion. Yeah. No, no. Amazing. Either way, I think we've kept you long enough. We appreciate you coming on. We know you got, you're busy. We know you got stuff to do. We appreciate yeah, you being so here. Get something to eat and get some rest. Yes. And keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Don't let anybody ever tell you to stop. And if you ever need another hand, maybe a more armed hand, you just give me a call. I'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, don't tease me with a good time. Come on hey. with it. Hey, I bring a lot of firepower with me and there's a <laughs> lot of people that come with me too. And these are not the type of people that you want to piss off. Come on. Let's go. Right. Yeah. When, when the shit really hits the fan, that's those sparks start to fly and Nick's Nick's going to be there. And I got a lot of friends yeah, that are right there. Friends, there's so. a lot of people that agree with me on this. And there's a lot of people that would say what you're doing is definitely God's work by far, because you're doing it without a gun where we would be down there with a gun. So, no, we're, we have guns. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to, I was trying to keep all that quiet. Shh, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I was about to say, man, you can go to our website. There's too many pictures and videos of us patrolling with our weapons. We're, we're tacked up, gatored up and, and battle rattled up. You know, we, we operate in wisdom and discernment. It wouldn't be wise not to, to do this. What especially we do with without, the cartels. You know? Yeah. Especially with yeah. cartels down there that I could yeah. absolutely agree with. Plus I, I we think have plenty of firepower. Aren't you required to own a gun in Texas? It's like uh, it's like Kennesaw, Georgia. Yeah. Now in Mexico, you can't. Uh, so yeah. I had to leave my guns uh, on the other side, which was very nerve wracking for me because uh, any time this is the first under and I've been undercover many times. But this is the first undercover I've ever been on where I wasn't armed and, and in such a terrible area. And so, uh, you know, just a step of faith again, it's you find, uh, you know, everything you you've ever wanted to accomplish just on the other side of your comfort zone. So, and this is, this is definitely, and I'm a pretty, pretty crazy guy, but you know, this undercover operation is definitely taking me outside of my comfort zone. But, you know, it, like I said, God's back, he's got our back. And, you know, I believe I'm, I'm operating uh, in his perfect will and there's no other more safe place to be. 
God's got your back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Either way. I thought that fell in the pond. No, it did. I mean, one of them did. <laughs> There's so many that fell in the pond. I've lost so many in the water. I just, I, I, I can't, get, I'm all thumbs. I'm just all thumbs. Either way, we really do appreciate you have, uh, having, yes, having the time to talk to us. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, get back at it. Get those kids. Stay safe. Yes. Most of all, stay safe. And we'll we, be praying for we you. We will be praying for you. Yeah, I hope to see you guys in Orlando for CPAC. I'll be there. Oh, yes. That is a we have to get our tickets. I forgot all yeah, about we that. Were, I was looking at them I the other day. All actually. about that. Thank I, you for bringing that I was, up, sir. I was already looking at them. Okay. We'll definitely be in CPAC. <laughs> right. We'll see you there. All right, all right. guys. You have a good have one. Have a great one. Thank all you. Right. All right. So that was Sam Hall. Yeah. And he is with uh, Patriots for America. Uh, Patriots for America, for America militia. Militia.com. Yep. Go check them out. Go to their website. Donate if you can. Uh, five, 10 bucks. Never hurt anybody. We're not, we're not talking a lot of money, uh, but what they're doing. Um, if you're a Q follower, this is a Q thing. Uh, this is for the kids. That's what they're doing. That's all Q is about. If you think Q is about something else, prove me wrong. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to sit back in the corner. I'm going to have my beer and I'm going to say, prove me wrong because I don't believe so because I can go back to post number three. I can or post number two where he says, this is all for the kids. That's all it's ever been about. Comet ping pong pizza was about the kids. And I agree with him. We've got to just, we got to put this shit out there. We have to, you got to hear the disgusting shit folks. And I know you don't want to, and I know a lot of Americans don't want to hear the bad stuff. We've got to hear the bad stuff. The yeah. bad stuff has got to get out there because if we don't get the bad stuff out there, you're never going to believe it's real. You're never going to believe that any of these kids are raped. This Jeffrey Epstein shit and all this shit that just took plain place with Jiswell Maxwell. Uh, I'm telling you the second I get my hands on that black book, I am publishing every page of it. I don't give a fuck if they come after me and arrest me and put me in jail. They can fuck it. Do it. It is for the kids. It's for all these pedos that are in our government. I don't care. Left, right, patriot, not patriot, fake patriot, wings fake treat. I don't give a shit. doesn't matter who you are. If, if you're you kids, touched you're a kid, done. you're dead in my book. Yep. You, you might as well just go off yourself because I don't ever want to deal with you. Yep. You're, you're dead. I am done. Done. Job's done. Bitch is dead. See ya. Peace. Um, this guy has obviously got that message. He is obviously doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and his group is down there doing the right thing, not only on our side of the border, but across the border too. So God bless him. And I hope to God he continues it. Um, hence the reason I asked the question specifically about, you know, which side of the, which way are they going North or South? Uh, because I think that's more important to hear. I don't think Americans understand that kids get trafficked both ways. Uh, American kids get grabbed and sent South. Mexican kids get grabbed down south and sent north. This shit's happening. It's out there. Uh, we've got monsters out there that are asking for these kids. They're buying the kids. That's the worst. They buy part. them. They don't like. Oh, hey, you know, I'm going to solicit this minor off. The no, no, they're buying these like kids out of a freaking catalog. That Wayfair shit's no joke, folks. Yeah. Since when do you name something Amanda, an armoire Amanda? Oh, and by the way, that armoire is worth $138,000. Yeah, no. That is not an armoire. That was definitely a fucking child. I don't care who you are, but that was going on in Wayfair. Wayfair is the first company to come out and start shit cannon patriots who want to buy their stuff. Shit, my buddy was just laid off from his company that supported Wayfair because he was former military. Hmm. Not throwing any darts, but man, I can throw a dart in the dark and... and you know, the still hit a dartboard, and 
I mean, it's happening. This yeah. shit is no joke. This child trafficking crap, it's going on here in the States. You have to, if you haven't opened your eyes about any of this, please go look up the Q Comet Ping Pong Pizza stuff. If Comet Ping Pong Pizza is not a place where they're harboring or a safe harbor for pedophiles, why don't they let a reporters pass the back doors? Why don't they actually show what's in the restaurant? They have never done it. They every reporter that's ever asked to go back there not been allowed. Why? Why haven't they shown what's underneath the building? Because there is a basement in Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Yeah, go look it up. You get the blueprints in D.C. There is a basement there. Why hasn't anybody been allowed down there? Why aren't you allowed to go down there? What is so important? What is so sacred about going down there? Unless you find rooms that have changed the walls and there's kids down there or there was kids down there or you find articles of clothing that don't belong down there i.e a child's piece of clothing why everybody's asked these questions nobody's got a straight answer nobody's ever gotten a straight answer i'm waiting for project veritas to do something with it i'm waiting for james o'keefe if i keep waiting for james o'keefe he's gonna I'm, I'm waiting on my i'm violating my own rule maybe i should go do something about it go in there and be like hey I don't want to work here. Get a job there. Wear an undercover camera. Videotape all of it. Just to see what, what, what we find out. Because I would guarantee somebody's got to do something. Uh, this is no joke. This is disgusting. Anything you do to a kid, as far as I'm concerned, I hope you shoot yourself. Because if not, a dick punch is going to have some fun. <laughs> and that will be a true dick punch moment because yep. I will just blow your nuts off. And I'm not going to do it from a mile away. Yep. But maybe I won't. Hey, I'll bring back old DP just for a little bit, you know? Well, I mean. It's not double penetration, bitches. Well, it might be if it goes <sighs> in and out. Okay. Would that be double penetration? No. If I have an entrance wound and Only an exit wound? if you had two entrance wounds. So if it went in and the then out hole? and then went in someone else, Ooh. that would be double penetration. I, You know, this is a conversation I never had with my buddies in Afghanistan. <laughs> Can you believe that? Army guys actually missed a conversation that they could have had. Um, Find that hard to believe, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We never had this conversation. Well, I'm we not, never talked about it being double penetration. I'm not surprised that you and your army buddies weren't sitting around in your tents talking about double penetration. No, we were watching like Oz videos and shit, like videos of Oz, the the TV series Oz. And you didn't talk about double penetration <laughs> no, after that? No. How can you talk about that? There's only one way in, one way out. That was guys raping dudes. Dude, we scared off so many people from that. That was crazy. Uh, that's another story. We're going to have to get okay. into that in news no. podcast. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. I can tell you some stories about us watching Oz. Okay. We'll, we'll have we'll have mixed story hour another time. <laughs> We're going to have to, because I got to get some of these stories out, because some of these stories are oh, fucking God. so funny. The okay. camel story. Uh, we told the camel story a number oh, of times. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yep. I guess we did tell the camel. Twice. Yeah. Did we? Yes. All right. Yes. So if you haven't heard the camel story, you got to go back and find that one. Yes. It's one of our older Twice. podcasts. <laughs> but fucking hysterical nonetheless. Either way. Okay. Like, share, subscribe. Yes. And where are we going to be back? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. What do we got tomorrow? We have an interview and a newscast tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. You got a two for tomorrow. Yeah. We have, uh, well, the newscast will come out first and the interview will come out the next day. But, um, oh, that's right. We have. Uh, the guy from South Carolina. Yeah. Zoe Warren. The, Zoe Warren. The, uh, he's running for lieutenant governor of South Carolina. And he's also going to be speaking at the Candace event that we're speaking at. Sweet. So, so we're going to actually meet this guy yeah. face to face. Yeah. This will so, be cool. Uh, yeah. So February 12th, um, 
at the 12th and 13th, right? We're yeah, speaking the, the 12th at the 17 Rod and Gun Club. Yep. And the 13th, we're speaking in, in Pembroke. Pembroke. Yep, yep. Yep. With Candace. So that's very exciting. And um, let's see. We've got uh, more interviews coming up. Yep. Of course, constant, more newscasts. Uh, we're about to hit, uh, we might be getting into a steady schedule here. So don't be surprised if we change our times just a little bit. We don't have any set times right now. So if we actually set a, a, a regular schedule, I think people surprised. are going to have heart attacks. <laughs> be surprised. But that just means that uh, uh, something has ended and something new has started. Yeah. Mm. What do you know? And, and we're going to have some. Um, exciting news concerning the red pill project coming up as well here too. So outstanding. Good I'm, stuff. I'm not even aware of it. So folks. Yeah, no, cause we're, to me. yeah, we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. Not Either way, show, but yeah. Okay. Either way. Uh, appreciate y'all coming out, watching this episode. Uh, again, go by Patriots for America, militia.com. Yep. If you can donate, donate. If you can't, maybe you want to get involved. Maybe you, maybe you have a calling. Maybe God reached out, touched you on the shoulder and said, Hey, I want you to go down there and help out with these kids because you speak seven languages or eight languages or you're like a nerd like me. You speak nine languages and you're like, you know what? I could help. Um, maybe this is something. Maybe this is a calling. Uh, maybe you're wanting to do something. You just haven't had a chance to do it. Maybe you've been like, man, I wish I could do what Mick did. Like go over there and punch guys in the dick. No, maybe you have more specific. Maybe you're more specific to this area. Maybe this is something you could really help with. Make a difference. Like he said, just making a difference, making a difference in a child's life, giving a child a chance to grow up and have a normal life instead of being trafficked and raped this some sick 900,000 times that a child's raped. I, That's just gross. Well, and remember what he said, too, is that so many of these kids, when I asked him what happened with the kids, they they're saved, right? They're rescued. Yep. But they and, turn around and end up and right then, back in the same system. Then they're put into foster care. And y'all have heard me talk about it before that foster care is literally just a pipeline straight into child trafficking. They're put into foster care and they're trafficked again. So, so, so this is what I'm talking about, folks. This is where maybe, maybe you've got a calling. Maybe you don't, you don't have all the money in the world. Maybe you're not rich. Maybe you can't donate, but maybe just maybe you have, Maybe the knack for under you have a knack for lying about who you are and what you're doing somewhere. And I'm not saying that that's a, a great thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But what I'm saying is maybe that'll get you through the door to get you to something that these guys right now can't get to. Maybe you speak a language that puts you in a position that will help them out. Or maybe you want to go adopt a foster for a care there you go. kid so that or they adopt don't adopt one of these kids. End up being trafficked again. But again, I, I warn you against that because some, some of these kids, man, you, you can't, you can't just go out and ask for those kids specifically. Um, because you know, the adopt, we know how the adoption system here is in America. So what does that require for us? That requires as American citizens that we fucking change the way the damn fucking system's done. Yep. How do we do that? We vote in the people that we need to put in power to ensure that the system gets changed in our favor. So how do you do that? You have to vote, go vote in your local primary, go vote for your local dog catcher get involved get involved in a political party get involved help out even if it's not a fucking even if you don't want to declare republican or democrat fine don't, you don't have do to. what we did we're we're patriots we don't yeah. identify republican or democrat nope because quite honestly if you're a democrat and you got the same beliefs and i got guess what you're not a democrat anymore you're a patriot yep so go do it fucking eight, go do it but you weren't a democrat nine months ago though i'm sorry I can't, I can't abide by that. I, I, I know, I, I know, oh, fucking what's his nuts is gone from our race here in Georgia, but whatever, okay. but go do it. Get involved. 
do something. You've got to make a change. We've got to make a change here at our level, at your level, where you sit right now, you've got to make a change. We got to make a change. Everybody's got to change. That's the only way we fix the system and make it right. Because in... For us in, in four the months. No, in the last two minutes while Mick was ranting, four kids were, were snatched. Abducted, yeah. Four kids were abducted. Four kids were snatched. And there are children. It doesn't matter what city you're in. There are children that are being trafficked in your city. Yep. There are children that are being kidnapped, that are being raped, that are being molested in your city. So by God, folks, just... just do whatever you can to help. Do what out. you got to do to help. Yeah. That's it. And I think we can all get rally behind this one, whether you agree 100%. with us or not. This is a, I think this is a no brainer. It's a fucking stupid issue that we're even talking about. We're even having to talk about it. That's a no brainer to me. Yep. It's all about the kids. So either way, uh, for the Mick. Envy Lynn. We will be back and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thanks for watching.